Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate Investors Lounge. Join us as we cover a multitude of real estate-related topics with some of the brightest and most experienced minds in the industry. Our goal with The Real Podcast is to provide information, strategies, and insight on how to navigate the current and upcoming Canadian market. We use the experiences, knowledge, and the expertise of our guests and professionals in the field and offer it all back to you, the listener. We hope you enjoy the show. Be sure to check out our website at www.reilounge.ca. We're your hosts, Brian Fitzgerald, Erica Spencer, and Jay Shaw. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investors Lounge. My name is Brian Fitzgerald, and I'm sitting in with Jay Shaw. Uh, Erica Spencer is, well, as you guessed it, on assignment once again. Uh, and tonight, we are sitting down with two investors, uh, Sabine Brett and Scott Van Scheindel. Did I get it right? You got it right. Oh, thank God. Was shy, was you, know, Brian, you know, Brian, I'm really excited to have these two on because, I mean, these guys did with what a lot of investors are thinking about doing right is that they took massive action at the right time at the right place and they have the results behind them so i'm really excited to have uh, scott and and sabby on the program tonight just to tell their story so thanks guys for taking some time out of your busy schedule um of houses tenants and uh, all that fun stuff to uh, to speak with us yeah no, absolutely thanks for having us on yeah we're very excited too so so why don't we start at the beginning? Uh, we won't start at kindergarten because, you know, we only have an hour tonight. But, uh, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Um, you know, are you made of money? Are you uh, looking for money? Uh, you know, and what, uh, you know, what kind of made you make this uh, jump into real estate investing? Yeah, why don't you start off? Yeah, um, better story than <laughs> well, definitely not made or came from money or anything like that. I'm actually... Um, uh, my family and I, we immigrated to Canada about 14 years ago. So, you know, it's been, it's been tough. It's an immigrant family, but we've, we've succeeded. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I don't, I didn't never had a background, um, on real estate. I didn't know anything about real estate before we started. Um, my background is in biology. So I have, no clue about anything about numbers or financing or anything like that. So um, that was all Scott's teachings and, 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 you know, Erica and Jay's teachings that got me into this. So um, that's a little bit about me, uh, Scott. Yeah, for me, I, I, I didn't come from money either. You know, single family or single parent household and uh, hopefully headed towards money. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, didn't really have an interest in, in real estate um, until, you know, the last few years. But, um, you know, I, I went to school and uh, had a background in architecture and uh, working for a general contractor in Brantford. Um, kind of, it, it fit in really well when I, when, I, when I kind of discovered real estate and what I could do with it and what it could do for me. So, um, never really looked back after that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Where are you guys located now? We are living in Hamilton right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. And and so what made you actually start in real estate? What made you kind of pull the trigger finally? Well, I um, I was talking with some friends and we discovered the idea of passive income and uh, it just it was a uh, it was contagious. I, I couldn't get it out of my head this whole 
wait, you don't have to work and you still earn money? Um, so I just kept exploring that concept and, and ways to do that because I, I never really felt I was a career guy. Um, you know, I never really fit in in the corporate world. I kind of always liked being my own boss, you know, being able to make all the calls and build something for myself. And, you know, not having anybody except for Savvy telling me what to do. Smart. I have one of those, too, by the way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> She's on assignment, so we can talk about her. <laughs> Mine's in the next room, so i got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, we want this to be aired, so, you know, we all have to be careful. Yeah, awesome. It's okay. We've got a seven-second delay on this program, so anything that's... Uh, it's like when Don Cherry got in that trouble on CBC. <laughs> yeah, but just uh, to dig a bit further, I mean, um, I, I got a bit cynical about you know the you know the job market and just you know the yeah. wage stagnation and things like that, and and really looked at the trends between you know real estate marketing or you know the markets and and the prices and the trend is that it's going upwards so rapidly and and you know, people's wages have stayed so stagnant for so long. It just, it didn't seem like um, a career alone would get me kind of what I wanted to get out of life. Yeah, yeah right. we saw that. Uh, our first, I think it was a real estate um, rock star event. They showed that, you know, the, the um, graph that they always show, and we were both sitting there, and we looked at each other, and we're like, yeah, this is what we have to do. You know, like, this is, real estate would, would probably help us realize a lot of the stuff we're thinking about for the future that you know just sitting at a desk won't allow us so um that was pretty much like a the bulb just went off yeah the, the big um, eye opener yeah definitely absolutely now correct me if i'm wrong when you went to your first rockstar event you guys weren't members right you guys just came and were curious about all this was this before um, like we actually f had our first conversation, Scott, or? No, no, I, um, I was fortunate enough to have, uh, a mutual friend drop your name when I started talking about being interested in real estate investing. Yeah. And, um, you know, he said, Oh, I should, uh, I should introduce you to my friends. Um, you know, they just, um, bought a few houses in St. Catharines and they're doing really well. And then you guys should talk if you're really interested. So I said, yeah, send me his contact information and then I'll, you know, I'll see what I can pry out of them. And, uh, and that's pretty much how we got introduced to the concept um, and your journey and, and Rockstar. And then shortly after uh, our talk, I looked at the, um, you know, the event and, and we signed up for the next one. And, uh, yeah, we've been members ever since. It was a journey. I remember I was driving home from Toronto at the time, and I had about a 45-minute commute, and I was in the car. I got this call, and I'm like, who is this guy calling me? And uh, Scott and I have a mutual friend, in, uh, um, and uh, I know him through the hockey world, through refereeing. And uh, he called me and he said, uh, yeah, tr uh, this guy Trevor uh, dropped your name. And I was like, oh. So we, I remember we had like a 45-minute conversation, and I fully expected when I hung up the phone that I would never hear from you again. And here we are. Oh, no, no, no. Here we are, what, 18 months later? And look at you guys. You guys are well on your way. So, I mean, it's, kind of, uh, it's amazing how things work out, right? Yeah, yeah, now you're wishing I'd stop calling. Like, oh, <laughs> stop asking questions. So, uh, so walk us through a little bit about kind of like after we had that conversation, Scott. Like that was back in, what was it, January of last year? Yeah. Uh, January 17th? 
Yeah, yeah something like that, yeah. So um, the thing that's really impressive about you guys is that you guys started and then you 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 waited. It's like you were kind of I don't want to call you guys hunters, right? But you saw you watched you watched and you learned and you basically took in all the information and you knew when the right time was to kind of make that move. So talk to us a bit about kind of like your thought process and kind of the reasons why you kind of, you know, waited and what was that I don't know, what was that kind of swift kick in the ass moment that it was like, Okay, we gotta jump, we gotta do this. <laughs> well, uh I think I think the, the swift kick in the ass moment was that uh, we uh, we sold my condo and decided that we were going to buy a few houses and we were going to move into my friend's basement and rent there for a year or so. So it was really like we're going to take this, you know, to to what we saw as a step back, so that we can make this investment and hopefully, you know, launch ourselves forward you know, kind of one step back, two steps forward type thing. And so once we sold the condo, um, it was kind of like, uh, all right, you're in it now. Yeah. You, you know, you're committed. So um, it was about this time last year, I think, that we got, we were coming back from Algonquin from a weekend trip with no cell phones, nothing. And the first thing I saw was Eric's email being like, hey, this is there's two houses that I think would be awesome for you guys, and I showed it to Scott. We were at, at McDonald's, and I was like, "This is this is Erica. Like we, we gotta go see these houses, right?" And oh, and uh, yeah, we uh, that was I think on the Monday, and Scott went to see the property on the Tuesday. So, uh, but like like you were saying, Jay, um, we we went to a few classes. We you know we took in as much information as we could from as many people and as many resources as we could. Um, we made sure we had the proper plan in place. Um, you know, our, you know, we had a really good team behind us from our real estate agents to our brokers, our lawyers. Um, and so we just felt really comfortable making that, that jump and, you know, never really looked back. And like Savvy was saying, you know, we ended up, um, being, I mean, I, I'd love to say we were, you know, geniuses and we forecasted the market. Um, and, you know, just um, but there was a stroke of luck in it as well. You know, um, I think any, like, success story has a little bit of luck involved. And uh, we uh, we found some good timing. We found some good properties. And uh, we pulled the trigger and, and we ended up, you know, it, it all just kind of fell into place. We ended up putting two offers on the same or two offers on two properties on the same day, not expecting to get either one, ended up getting a call. We got them both the same day. Um, so it was kind of, we were all in at that point. Yeah, that's pretty committed then. There's no turning back. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll put that in the 1% category there of uh, things that uh, rarely ever happen in the real world of two properties <laughs> in the same uh, in, in the same day. So I know. I think there's some people scratching their heads here being like, what, how, how, how did these guys go from... Sitting on the uh, sitting on the sidelines to like two in one day, like I think uh, a lot of people are just like, wow. I mean, that's like, I mean that that's huge, right? I mean that just that doesn't happen all the time. No, yeah, a word of advice though to anybody who's thinking about making that kind of commitment, um, maybe tell your significant other before you do it, because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> oh my. Well, he didn't. He didn't tell me that he put the. Um, he didn't tell me, but he told me at work. Uh, Alex 
after he had put the offer, he just said, oh, hey, by the way, um, I know that you're at work, but you're going to be getting some paperwork coming your way. Um, yeah, those are the two offers I'm putting on two houses. <laughs> and I was at work, so I, I couldn't really say anything apart from, oh, okay, honey, sure. All right. You couldn't say what you wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. Because you were at work. Like, yeah, maybe it was a good strategy on my part. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, with uh, Scott and Sabine, like when you made that, obviously, like you said, you didn't expect any calls and you got two calls saying it. Um, what's that mindset shift? Like all of a sudden, I mean, there's probably a little bit of the oh shit, but like what's the mindset <laughs> yeah. shift that it's like, uh, Okay, so this is actually happening. Um, okay, so we're doing this. And then it's almost like you become, you know, instead of sitting on the fence and being timid, you turn into the bulldozer and you're starting to move forward and you're going to just take on whatever, whatever's coming at you, right? Yeah, I mean, there was probably a, a brief moment where it was a bit intimidating. But to be honest, I was more excited than anything else. I mean, we we had felt that we were prepared to do it, which is why we took the, you know, we pulled the trigger and I knew that when we put two offers in on two properties, there was a risk or a chance that we would get them both. Um, I didn't expect it to, but um, to be honest, I was more excited than anything else to get going and get started um, because we, we've done the research. We had the team. Um, we wanted to, to get in and um, everything seemed to line up uh, pretty well, which was, which was great. Nice. And do you mind sharing what those properties were? Were like they single families or like what were they? They are uh, duplexes, um, one-story brick bungalows, um, second suites. You know, top rented out and then uh, basement rented as uh, as another suite. And one of them is in St. Catharines, and one of them is in Hamilton. Okay, and they were pretty much sounds turnkey. really familiar, Brian. Yeah, it does, sounds does, really does. familiar. Have you have you heard of this strategy before? I have. Start in Hamilton, go to St. Catharines. And is it in North End, St. Catharines? Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. this is shocking. Wow, I never saw this coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we kind of hopped on that bandwagon. Oh yeah. We didn't uh, didn't quake it in uh, at the same time that you guys did, but uh, I think we're doing all right. Oh, yeah, yeah we sounds like it. You know why? Like, I mean, that's, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Is that people listening, you know, to this podcast or people kind of on the fence looking at doing this, they all think, oh, I wish I would have bought 10 years ago. Yeah, I think we all would have wished, you know, even for us, we started a couple of years before you. I mean, we we wish that we would have started 10 years ago too, but there's no uh, better time to start than now, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, just like even the people that Brian and Erica and myself work with, like, I mean, we have, you know, clients that are in their, you know, 50s and 60s starting, right? That they're at a different place in their career. Like, you guys are, you know, in your 20s, right? Like, I mean, you're at a point where it's like you're starting now and you're further ahead than a lot of your friends are. And it's like, yeah, maybe you're paying a little bit more than, than the prices were a couple of years ago, but you're starting and your properties are appreciating and you're not you're paying into something. You're not just paying rent, right? So it's like... Um, you know, so I mean, everyone wishes that they could have started more. I feel like I'm on a soapbox here. Brian, get me off the soapbox it's pretty quick. Typical every episode you get on that soapbox. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like a cliche, but you know, then we always say that it's you know n- not timing the market, but time in the market, right? Or at least that's always what the real estate agents tell us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jay, um, Jay has that tattoo. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, there's always there's always naysayers, right? Who are telling us that you know the bubble's going to pop, you know, wait, wait, sit on it, um, you know, don't don't do it yet, and and we just we decided no, we're gonna we're gonna get in the market. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys are in Hamilton and St. Catharines, and any, anywhere yeah. else? Um, no, we have uh, the two in St. Catharines and, and one in Hamilton, and uh, our, our future plans are probably to pick up one in Brantford. Right. So what what cho- what made you choose those cities? Was it like the deal? Was it affordability? Is there external factors? Like what made you choose those cities? Yeah, I mean uh, affordability was a was a factor for sure. Um, but um, you know we learned so much about you know how to properly evaluate a house, and you know we knew what our strategies were. Um, you know we um, and then what houses were suitable for those strategies and. Um, we just look for for cities with you know growing population or you know um, plans of expansion in their long term you know uh, city official plans and uh, with strong rental market. Very good. So Scott and Savvy, what are you finding like in in the local areas um, for rentals? Like what are you finding? So like your beautiful brick bungalows in North End St. Catharines that I'm sure no one's heard of on this uh, podcast. But uh, what are you finding for market rent? Like what are you getting? Um, what's the what's the demographic of the of the tenant the tenant profile that you're getting, and what are you getting for rents on those properties? Well, we're getting um, just around seventeen hundred. Um, that yeah, seventeen hundred for no, that's just the top, right? The top, yeah. Yeah, seventeen hundred for the top, and then a uh, thousand for the basement in uh, in pretty much both of them. Um, so. I mean, the, and that we had a lot of competition, like a lot of people coming through at that price. So, seventeen hundred for the top, yeah, about a thousand for the basement, and then we usually include utilities up to a certain amount in that. Yeah. So you're getting twenty seven hundred bucks a month in rent for you know a single house. That's right. That's that's amazing. That's, yeah. that's amazing yeah. in terms of what you're able to get. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons we like the strategy so much was mm-hmm. that uh, you know it's it's a little bit easier to handle and in my opinion, I mean I haven't done a student house yet, but it it's uh, it's a little bit easier to handle and um, mm-hmm. you know you maximize your cash flow for kind of as little trouble as you can. Yeah, cash flow. So what helps. are you finding for the uh, democ- tenant profile? Like what types of what type of tenant are you getting for your main floor unit? And what type of tenant are you getting for like the basement unit? Usually we'll try and get like a single or a young couple, young professionals for the basement, and uh, we'll try and do like an older family or an um, older couple upstairs, um, you know, just so, like we've, we've turned away quite a few people just because we want to make sure that we, we find the right tenants for the property, and, mm-hmm. you know, to try and mitigate the problems that we'll have. So, you know, we look for people who are, who are going to, fit well and a lot of it's gut feel but um you know you you meet them you take them through the tour and you kind of interview them and and see what's right and we've been really fortunate so far but yeah we we look for you know um a quieter couple for the top and and some young people who are just getting their start for the basements that kind of thing yeah that's a that's a great point too so talk to us a little bit about the due diligence you do because i think uh you know, I mean, typically, like you're buying nice houses in nice neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you want to get a good quality tenant. What's the type? What type of due diligence are you doing when you're screening the tenants? And you know, what type of people are you 
um, you know, like typically turning away and, and the reasons for those. Yeah, so we'll advertise online. And, um, I mean, you'll always get tons of responses. Some of them, you know, uh, first thing that I look for is if they can complete a sentence and there's no spelling errors. Um, <laughs> we send them a couple questions to you online. How, how many people do you screen out by just that one uh that one you know point. It, it makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, that one yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, usually if, if they've responded with something about the like specific to the rental or um, with some some personal information of their own, then I'll know that they're a bit serious. And we'll usually send five quick questions back to kind of help us um, see if they're right. You know, do they have pets? Um, you know, do, are they? Do they have a budget? Um, you know, how big is their, you know, family or how many people are they looking to come rent? Um, do they have a car? Things like that. And um, if they get back to us and, and, you know, those, you know, a couple questions look favorable to us, we'll set up a, a showing time. And we'll usually try and set up a, a bunch of showings on one day just so um, not only are, you know, if we're going out to St. Catharines or we're going out to one of the properties, um and, and there's no shows, which there is all the time. Um, you're not wasting a whole evening. Uh, so, you know, somebody will show up. And uh, even if there's some overlap, it, it creates kind of this sense of competition Yeah. if other people are touring the, the unit. So we like to do it that way. Although one night I did go three for three no-shows. Yeah, that was pretty frustrating. <laughs> and they're in the middle of winter, too. So we're... Yeah. Yeah, that was frustrating. Yeah. Sounds about average, actually, in, in my experiences as well. I, I use the 50-50 rule, like 50% of the time, 50% of them will show up. 60% of the time, they don't show up anytime. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I find what's interesting when we do showings, right, you talk to the people the day before, right, and they're like, yeah, absolutely, I'll be there. And then in the morning, you confirm with them that they're that they're going to come. And in the in the in the time frame of about 12 hours, their life is completely changed and, every, you know, They've had a family emergency, their dog got sick, something happened, and they now can't come. Yeah, we've like, had a couple I, like I just talked too. to you. I just talked to you 12 hours ago. Yeah, what happened? we've had a couple like that, too. Yeah, following up is key. I mean, we've, we've had a few of those, and uh, I, I know a few people who say, you know, if you don't message me a half hour before, I won't even I won't even come. Like, the, the landlord says that, you know, to the yeah. tenant. You know, like, they, we have an appointment, but let me know half an hour before, and uh, otherwise I won't, I won't be there. Yeah. Just because our, our time is valuable, too. Yeah. No, that's, that's key, right? Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I mean, uh, there's so many priorities that I think people are facing, right? And, uh, you know, you have to you have to protect your time because if you don't protect your time, people will waste it. And we tell people that all the time. So yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't treat anybody that way, so I wouldn't expect to be treated that way either. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the first, like, I mean, I guess two deals, right? Two deals in the span of, I don't know, the same day. Um, how did that work? Like, talk to us a little bit about kind of like, how were you able to kind of finance those deals and get those deals going, right? Because like I said, you know, that's kind of the 1%. No one really, other than Erica, who's not here, uh, buys two houses in the span of a day. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so when I when I graduated out of, uh, out of college, I always knew that the first thing I wanted to do was buy property or a house or a condo or anything like that. Um, I didn't know what I could do with it or almost why I wanted it. I think it was just a point of pride at that point. But I bought in a good location, in a good 
uh, at a good time. Like I bought my condo for $130,000. Um, and, uh, I was there for a couple years and I renovated it. And so between the renovations and the appreciation, we were able to, when we sold it, we, we made a, a good amount of money on that. And so we used that to finance the, um, the two deals. Cause remember we didn't, we didn't sell and buy, or we didn't sell and move into anything. We, we sold, moved into my friend's basement and then used the revenue that we got to finance those two houses. So we ended up buying our first houses or our first home for other people to live in. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And so how are, how are you, now that you've got those houses up and running, uh, I'm assuming, is it safe to say you guys are looking for another property or are you still on the hunt or are you happy where you are? Oh, we're always, yeah, we're always looking. Um, we're always sending each other listings and, and talking about like, oh, this area of Hamilton, for example, like look at what's going on here. This is going to be a good place to perhaps in the future in Brantford and we're always sending each other listings. Um, yeah, we're always looking to keep the port, uh, keep building the portfolio as aggressively as possible. I think, I think this is a this is a kind of an exciting time to be a buyer because there's a lot of uncertainty going on, and you can take advantage of that. Yeah, and you actually have time to decide, as opposed to like 2017 when you just had to yeah. spend way too much yeah. for yeah, no conditions, and you have to you have to pull the trigger right now. Yeah, you basically have to uh, put an offer on it before it's even on the market. Yeah. Exactly. So have you guys ever sat down with each other and talked about like, you know, did you ever think what if things go sideways? What if it doesn't work out? Like what's, what's the plan or has that crossed your mind? Um, yeah. Well, you know, we have some firsthand experience with things going sideways. Um, and so we, we have had those conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, our, our third property has been, uh, has been difficult for us because, um, you know, we, we bought it with the intention of renovating, you know, the basement was unfinished. So we wanted to, to renovate the basement. And um, uh, a huge part of our plan was to have that renovated. And um, we had some really bad luck with a contractor who kind of screwed us over. And we ended up having to do uh, basically an entire uh, renovation by ourselves um, to, to kind of mitigate our losses and have the bank um, happy enough to, to fund the renovation. So that, you know, put us about five months behind schedule and it's taken a lot of our time and it's been, you know, we've had those nights where we're like, why are we doing this? Um, and, and we really had to, um, really had to, you know, be strong and, and kind of tough it out and realize like, you know, the end will justify the means. And, uh, on top of that, um, you know, that the house that we bought in Hamilton, um, while we're financing this renovation and spending all of our time working there, um, we had a tenant um, commit suicide, oh. and uh, not in the property, which was which was, um, you know, yeah. well, I mean, it's never an easy thing to have happen, but um, it, you know, in such a short period of time that we've been investing, we've already gone through so much and so many experiences, and um, you know, we at, at one point we were paying two mortgages and rent. You know, um, so it had gone all sideways. Okay. And we were we were having those conversations <laughs> on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, you know, 
And uh, one of the things that this has taught me, though, is that there is there is always a solution if you're willing to look for it and if you're willing to, um, you know, uh, tough it out and, you know, talk to people about it in your network. And if you've got the right team with you, there's always a solution. Um, if you're, if you're going to hang in there and you're, you know, going to, you know, just, you know, ride it out, then, you know, there, there's always a way to get around these things and you always come out better for it. Yeah, and just eat some KD every single night. <laughs> 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 yeah. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but uh, yeah. we thought about just being like, Mr. Noodles? yeah, let's just buy like a whole box of Mr. Noodles, <laughs> 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 Mr. Noodles for a whole week. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's the key, right? Like you guys have, you know, you've you've done kind of the unthinkable in terms of like pulling the trigger on three properties in the span of six months, and you faced you know, some big hurdles, right? But I think you guys were able to come out on top. Like, you know, we're we're now at a point now where we're we're kind of, you know, laughing about it. But I think like the thing that you guys had going for each other was you had the team, but then you also had each other, right? And I think yeah. that's the big thing is having each other um to rally the troops when, when things go sideways because, you know, everyone always hears the good side of real estate investing is that the rainbows and butterflies, but mm-hmm. you know, there's also a lot of crap that we deal with, right? That, um, you know, that we need people beside us, right? And that's that's the power of we always talk about on this program, the dream team, right? Is it having the team behind you in terms of like, okay, what do I do, right? How can we do this? And I mean, we've we've all had you know renovations go sideways, and you know, and we've had to deal with it, and you know, I think we've all been taken advantage of sometimes by contractors, but it's like at the end of the day, you're stronger on the other side. So I think that's the big thing is that just, you know, um, you know, really rallying the troops and kind of, you know, going the other way. Right. And I think that's, that's, you know, good for you guys. Oh yeah. I I wouldn't have been able to do it without Savvy. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) He's, he's definitely, I I would say he's definitely mostly the the one who's always more, um, how do you say, um, encouraging and happy about it. I'm usually the one who's always like freaking out a little bit. <laughs> so he's the one who pulls me back and, and you know, um, talks me through just, you know, the tough nights where I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And he's just like, no, 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 don't, like this is, this, this is going to be okay. And, uh, well, I think that anything worth doing is, you know, is going to be difficult. Um, and the lessons that we've already gotten in mm-hmm. you know the past year, uh, oh, they've grown so much. <laughs> are, they're just worth way more than any of the trouble that we've been through. And, you know, we've come out the other side of everything that we've come up against and been better for it. And, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So there's a there's a, a sense of pride in being able to kind of um, defeat those challenges. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit more about kind of, you know, when when you talk about this with your friends, like, what do they think? Like, you know, you tell them that you, know, you guys are landlords in you know, a city 45 minutes away from where you live, and like, do you know, do they think you're crazy? Um, you know, what do they think? Like, what do you know? Do they are they interested? Like, you know, what do you think of that? Well, I had one of our friends. Um, once we told them that we've uh, we had bought our third. We were at, we were at a gathering, and I, he sat down with me, and he looked at me and said, "Can you put a leash on that man? Please, <laughs> don't let him buy anymore." And I said, "Why not? Like we've we've had a good time so far." So 
he, you know, we're always thinking about the next one, and he's like, no, but you guys are crazy. I mean, but, there's definitely, like, you know, some people are concerned, some yeah. people are excited, some people want to do it. Um, you know, so we're we're inspiring some of our friends, we're terrifying we're like, some of our friends. We're um, like the guinea pigs. Yeah, we are. Uh, definitely the guinea pigs. Because, well, I mean, you guys know, like, a lot of people talk about it. A lot of people kick the tires, and a lot of people talk about how great it would be or whatnot, but there's not a lot of people who will actually just go out there and do it and walk the walk. Yep. It's totally true, like, talking about being the guinea pigs, right? Like, I mean, that's the best adjective I think I've heard when people are, like, they're mildly interested in, in watching what you're doing, but they're like, oh, I could never do that or I could never yeah. be that. I remember when Eric and I first started, we were we, we would go out and people were like, oh, what are you doing? And we would tell them what we were doing. And they're like, oh, that's nice. And they would quickly change the subject. So we <laughs> ostracized very quickly, right? So. Oh, these people are crazy. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, like another thing is, like you were saying earlier, we're, we're in our 20s. It's not common for people in you know our age these days to be to be doing this. Um, so we do think we're a bit ahead of the game and we've got, you know, we're ambitious, we've got big plans. And, um, mm. yeah, so, you know, it does put us in a bit of a different circle because, it, it, you know, you spend so much time doing this and it's all you ever want to talk about because it's just, yeah. it's infectious. Like, it, it, it's exciting and, you know, we've learned so much about, you know, politics and economics and business and money managing and all kinds of things that I never thought I'd even be interested in um, that I'm just hooked on now. And it does put you in a bit of a different circle than, than some of your friends who just want to be out partying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's very true. Um, so obviously with speaking with friends and family and they're seeing what you're doing, some are into it, some are not into it. And just for the record, Sabby, you're a trendsetter, not a guinea pig. Because these people will follow you. <laughs> I, just, I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, but what, what would you guys say... Uh, you've learned or what has the last year taught you? Oh, wow. A lot. We've learned um, just so much. Just for starters, just to manage ourselves and manage our money, right? Um, We've had to go through some very, very tough times and uh, just, just, yeah, manage your money and, you know, your friends are telling you, oh, let's go, let's go up to the cottage this weekend. But you say, no, you know, I have uh, I have all the priorities right now. So um, that's one of the things that this has taught us, just managing our time and managing our, our finances much better. No, um, I feel like um, we've, we've learned how to interact with all sorts of different people. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we've learned um, how to do up contracts. We've learned... Uh, um, you know, we've learned so much about, uh, you know, just all, like the real estate market itself, um, you know, but owning a, a business, um, you know, our time management, uh, the lessons that, that, you know, real estate investing will teach you is boundless. Um, you know, we're learning something new every single day and oftentimes more than one thing. And it's just the, the places it'll take you and what you can accomplish and, and, the circles you can get into and the, the people you'll meet and the stories you'll hear, like you just never stop learning. And that's one of the things that's so infectious about it. I think you nailed it there, Scott, like talking about the fact that a lot of people that get into this, 
think they're landlords, they don't realize that they're running a business. Yeah. So as a landlord, you're going to hear every sob story possible. And I think, Brian, you can attest to this, too, is that tenants will tell you every sob story about why they can't, not all of them, but some of them, why they can't pay rent, right? And at the end of the day, I think one of the biggest things that we learned was the word no, right? Because if you don't say no, you don't put your foot down, at the end of the day, it's you know that sucks for that you know tenant on hard times, but like you still have a mortgage to pay and you still have a business to run. So I think that's a big one too, is that being able to say no, even, even though you feel bad for the person. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a really important lesson to learn. Um, something that I probably learned the hard way just, but you know, it, it comes easier to others, but you know, we've always kind of jumped into the deep end and just learned to swim and, and <laughs> <laughs> it's not always the easiest way to do things, but yeah, we've, we've learned a lot. Some, some hard lessons, some easy lessons, but, uh, yeah, we've, we've just loved the journey so far. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say about jumping in the deep end and just kind of learn to swim. And I, I know Jay and Erica can attest to this too, that you meet a lot of people that sit on the fence and they're at the shallow end, just dipping their toes in. And they're like, Ooh, that's cold. And yet yeah. you're jumping in. And I find uh, for me in the past with, with some projects I've done, I've done the same thing. And I find that that is when you're forced to learn and you almost, I don't know, you almost become more focused to, to get things done and to learn and to, to do what you need to do basically to survive than to just yeah. kind of like edge your way in. Sometimes I think it's just easier to jump in. It sounds crazy, Absolutely. but it. No, works. no, I, I agree hundred percent. Absolutely. So. That's uh, that's how we, we're, we're huge advocates of that. So when it comes to renovations uh, on your purchases, how big are the projects that you guys are, are taking on and, and how big does the budget get on some of these or, or are you buying turnkey properties kind of thing? Well, we did buy um, uh, a couple turnkey properties, and the the most recent one we bought, um, we could have done, we could have rented it out single family, but we like the duplex, you know, second suite um, strategy. So we decided to renovate the basement, and that ended up being about a fifty thousand dollar renovation, um, pretty much all together. Mm-hmm. And so that's the biggest that we've done so far. Um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a fun process. Um, it's given us an appreciation for maybe spending a bit more and buying a turnkey property, which has mm-hmm. um, been easy for us in the past. But I mean, we don't want anything to get stale. Um, so we we'll probably do it again um, some point in the future. But um, taking the lessons that we learned through doing it forward with us for sure. Awesome. And you guys mentioned having kind of a bad experience with a contractor. Um, what what are the characteristics you look for now in a contractor? <laughs> Too soon, Brian. Too soon to talk about it. <laughs> um, no, uh, honestly, reliability is key. It, it, it's helpful to have, um, you know, some word of mouth, some recommendations from people you trust. Um, and just do your research. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, even if you get a good feeling about somebody, um, you know, until you've seen them in action, until you've seen their results, um, it's really hard to judge, uh, make sure you have a contract, um, and, 
you know, some of it's got feel, but, um, you know, if, if they've got a portfolio, you know, usually you can look them up online or their website or their Facebook, you know, just do your research um, and make sure that, uh, you know, you ask them a lot of questions, make sure that they know what they're talking about and, um, and that, um, you know, you won't run any, into any troubles with the quality of construction and things like that down the road. Mm-hmm. And what about when it comes down to a realtor? What kind of characteristics are you looking for there? What kind of characteristics am I looking for in a realtor? Like tall, dark, handsome, or? But I thought you already had one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not exactly in the market for a realtor. <laughs> you know what, though? It's important to find a realtor that knows what you're after and knows what you want mm-hmm. um, in a property and kind of has your best interest in mind. I mean, it's great that, you know, our realtor is doing the same thing that we're doing and it's kind of helped us every step of the way. So, I mean, we're extremely thankful. Um, and, uh, you know, we've learned a lot. So it's somebody who can, who's open to teaching you, spending time with you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and somebody you could go out for a beer with. Somebody who's honest, you know, when you go see a property and let me tell you, hey, like, I don't think this property is the greatest, even though you fall in love with it and you're like, oh, this is so good, that they actually tell you, hey, no, like, let's take a step back instead of being like, oh, yeah, let's go put an offer. I think that's pretty important because you don't want to get into a, a something that uh, it's going to be a problem at the end, right? So yeah, somebody who's who's honest in that way. Yeah, somebody whose interests align with yours. Yeah, I think is really important. Yeah. Sounds so what's fair. next for for Scott and Sabi right now? We've talked about we've got, you know, we've got three houses. It sounds like the third one has kind of been resurrected. We're not eating Mr. Noodles anymore. So no. uh, <laughs> people people that uh, are looking for the glamorous life of real estate investors uh, know that. What's next for you guys? Where where are we going next? What do we want to do? Well, we're looking at doing um, we're looking at doing a joint venture towards the end of the year. Um, we're going to do I think that one's going to be an Airbnb. We're going to try uh, try our hands at that and see how that goes. Um, you know, we've got um, we've got a few friends who, who are like uh, like you said, Brian. They're kind of like dipping their toes in the shallow and they're interested, but they wouldn't take the plunge. Um, so they kind of just attach to us and say, "Hey, what's the no, that's great. Uh, We're willing to like teach them and, and everything, but they they can see that we have a lot to bring to the table, right? So yeah. So in in the next twelve months, I'd like to do um, at least uh, one of our own. Um, I want to do this Airbnb, and then you know we're looking to um, you know we're looking to find some good joint venture partners who you know we can um, hunt down some good properties and and. Um, and do some deals on mm-hmm. and finish probably not finish sorry start the renovations in um, our current uh, house mm-hmm. we want to we want to uh, do some renovations there too yeah but I mean we just want to keep building our portfolio as aggressively as we can and I think we're heading into I mean I mean take this with a grain of salt I'm not uh, you know I'm, I'm not all knowing but I, I think we're heading into an exciting time for buyers um, you know, with the interest rate rising, um, it's you know the the prices are falling. They're staying on the market longer. Um, it's harder to qualify. Um, you know, which might not sound like it's great for buyers, but it, it is I think good for people who can buy. 
when you can qualify um, because your competition is just taken right out of the market. That's perfect. That leads us into kind of our next set of questions. So uh, we'll skip Brian to the fire round. Um, and this is, fire yeah. Uh, wow, I know. This is where Brian puts on the siren. Yeah. <laughs> Be wee wee <laughs> Siren's broken. Well, budget cuts here at the uh, <laughs> Lounge. We can't afford a siren. We're working on that. <clears throat> so, like you, we're looking for something. Sponsors? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so we asked this on. All, we asked this of all of our guests a series of questions just to, um, just to see kind of where to gauge their thoughts. So, um, kind of, you've stolen our thunder, Scott. What we want to ask the first one is, where do you see the market in the next twelve months? Oh, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to get ahead of uh, ahead of the, the itinerary here. Um, it's okay, you're I, new to the show. Yeah. We'll forgive you this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be invited back. <laughs> um, like, well, like I said, I, I think it's promising. I'm excited to see where, where we're going. Um, I think that um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities coming up. I think there's going to be less competition. Um, I think there's going to be um, a lot of avenues are going to open up. In, in the next 12 months and there's going to be a lot of work to do for us I think where do you guys see yourself in the next 12 months uh, well we're probably going to stay where we are right now in uh, in the house that we're currently in and that's in Hamilton and um, we're uh, we're probably yeah we're not going to move around for a while um, we're going to keep taking some classes um, through Rockstar, we're going to see if we can get uh, into a few more. And um, we're going to focus a lot on our business, um, you know, while while everything stabilizes. We're going to focus a lot on the business um, while we try and set up mm-hmm. some new deals. Um, I'd like to have two more properties in the next 12 months. Um, I'm going to set my goal at three um, because the last time I did that, it worked out really well for us. And I didn't. I didn't honestly think we were going to get that third one in. But when the opportunity came up, we were able to make it work. So I'm going to stay three more houses in the next twelve months. Will they all be on the same day? <laughs> Wait, yeah, that, that depends on Erica. If she's got. If she's giving me a sheet. That has, uh, depends if Sabby's at work. That's right. Yeah. If it's a work day, then yeah, chances are high. So, You'll just make sure that you ask me when I'm away. Missing the parents. Oh, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to send you some papers. If you can just sign them, uh, that'd be great. So who do you guys learn from? You know what? Um, we learn from everybody. We learn a lot from people in our network. Uh, we learn so much from Jay and Erica. We learn from experience uh, that we've had, which is in such a short time, it seems just vast. Yeah. Um, the amount of stuff we've been able to absorb and, and kind of get through mm-hmm. and, and learn. Um, a lot of podcasts too uh, on, on the commutes um, to and from and um, yeah videos. yeah honestly yeah. Uh, really the, the everywhere we can get anything anybody who will talk to us um, who will share stories with us we will we will find it and we will you know try and absorb that and work with it and learn from it cool what are you guys uh, currently reading and if you're not much of a reader which podcasts are you currently listening to um well yeah i haven't had too much time to to get into a few of the books that i want to get into but um 
the podcasts that I'm listening to right now um, are, uh, and I don't know if you guys have heard any of, of these probably, but uh, Breakthrough Real Estate Investing, um, Side Hustle School, um, The Everyday Millionaire, and um, the Your Life, uh, Your Terms podcast, which Rockstar does, obviously, that's uh, one we're always uh, paying attention to. And, I mean, as soon as you guys get this one going, then I don't think we'll listen to anything else. <laughs> Ooh, well played. <laughs> He's reading the notes we gave him, Brian. I, I love know, it. I know. <laughs> first person yeah. to do that. I like it. So, looking back on last year, if you guys could do one thing differently in the past year, what would it have been? And you can't say not eat Mr. Noodles. <laughs> No, what are you talking about? They're great. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with worms? <laughs> uh, the uh, no, I don't. To be honest, I don't think I'd do anything different. Um, and that might sound like I'm lying, but I'm not. Um, I think we we had a really exciting 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did um, a lot right. Um, we had some good luck. We just met a ton of new awesome people. Um, you know, we learned a ton. I, I really don't have any regrets. I think, you know, yeah, I honestly, I, I think, I think for that answer. For me, I think it would be um, just having a little bit more of organization in terms of the business. Um, side of things. Side of things, yeah, because uh, we've kind of left that in the back burner a little bit, just getting three properties up and going that our business side of things is kind of taking a lesser of a importance. But sometimes we realize that, oh, if maybe we had had this a little bit more thought out, um, it, it would be easier right now. Oh, yeah, like hindsight. Uh, yeah. We, will learn, we would learn something afterwards and we'd be like, oh, well, we can apply to the next one. Yeah. Thing, but... Yeah, I, I think yeah. I mean, we're we're just we're action takers last year, right? So we were trying to do everything we could to get as much as we could done, and then we're like, oh, the rest will follow, and it has. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I hope that's a, a an okay enough answer. I, I mean, if if you have us to go, if you have us on again next year, I'm sure we'll have tons of stuff. <laughs> tons of stuff this year that we'd rather have done differently. Okay, we'll pencil you in. Okay. Same time next year. Did not answer a question properly. Okay, got it. No. Do not invite them again. They are terrible. Brian's been chomping at the bit to ask the last question, so I'm going to turn it over to him. Oh, thank you. Um, what advice would you give to those sitting on the fence watching you? What would you say to them? So to anybody who's interested um, but kind of is scared to kind of take the leap, I would say get involved with the network of investors, um, start talking to people or perhaps, um, find some, some partners like Sabby and I who can, you know, who are doing it and can, you know, do a joint venture with you and walk you through it. And, and that's kind of like a soft intro into real estate investing is, you know, get some good partners who have done it, are knowledgeable, have a good team, um, who can introduce you to the idea and then you can take it from there. But, I think getting into a, a, a network of like-minded people and people who have stories to tell and experiences uh, mm-hmm. is one of the most valuable things you can do if you're if you're just kind of sitting on the fence. I couldn't agree more. No, that's a great that's great advice, right? Because I think a lot of people see it and 
you know, we're all guilty of watching uh, real estate porn on HGTV. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, there's the ap- apprehension, right? Fear of fear of failure. And I think uh, one of the things that we've noticed getting involved, it's, you know, it's not glamorous, but it's like having the support behind you, right? And, you know, an experienced team like yourselves who've done it, who've, you know, faced adversity and come out the other side stronger. I think that is like, you know, that's what you need to sell to people, right? Is that at the end of the day, that's that's a, a really solid partnership and that's going to help people. Yeah. yeah. And just the energy that you get from people who are doing it, you just feed off that energy. If you're on the fence, you know, when you go to the, for example, to the, um, the yeah, real, yeah, the you lost your term, term, sorry, just the energy and the people that you need and their, their whole drive. You're just like, yeah, this is, uh, this is great. Like, this is what I want to do. So their energy is, you, it's something that helps you as well. Kind of, it's nice to do something you enjoy isn't it yeah (laughs) and make money off of it is even better yeah yeah i don't know why i'm not answering to the to the man to the man exactly awesome well i don't know how many empty bottles of wine you guys have now but that is only two (laughs) cases here oh my god i'd be on the floor But uh, that's pretty much all we got for you guys. Um, so thank you a great deal for making the time for us and, and sharing your story. And um, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of good listening material for the people that will be eventually listening once these podcasts come out. But uh, yeah, yeah, on behalf of all of us at the Real Estate Investors Lounge, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you guys. It was awesome. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Awesome. And Scott and Savvy, we'll put your uh, contact information in our show notes if uh, if that's okay. And if people are interested in talking a little bit more with you in terms of kind of your journey and even potentially, you know, working with you down the road, uh, I'm assuming that's okay? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. We're always, uh, we're always happy to talk to people who are interested and, and like-minded. And, uh, yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, enjoy the rest of the bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take care, guys. All right. Take okay. care. Have a good night. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.